Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. on the call there, Brother Andy, and whoever else it is from the panhandle of Florida, where I spent 20-something years of my life. That's one. That's God's country over there, around Pensacola. But anyway, it'll just be me and Brother Dave tonight, Brother Chad and, and his wife, they're doing a whole, they got a whole, got a bunch of irons in the fire, let's put it that way, but they're listening to the program as well. How you doing, Brother Dave? I'm doing excellent, Pastor Dunn. Amen, brother. Like I said earlier, I'm sorry I missed the call. Maybe we can hook up tomorrow sometime, brother. Okay. Okay, when you get an opportunity. Well, folks, tonight we're going to be in uh, Revelation 19. But before we get into Revelation 19, I'll get Brother Dave to read the last two verses in Revelation 18, dealing with the destruction of commercial Babylon. We spent a lot of time in that the other night, talking about the, some of the dealing with souls and, and some kind of esoteric stuff, but really not. And I will explain to you a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Brother Dave, if you would open us in a word of prayer, brother. Yes, I will. Father, in Jesus' name we come to you tonight, Father, and I thank you for this new year. I, I pray that this new year be the best year so far in our life together here on this earth with Jesus Christ, born of the Spirit of God. I pray that we more diligently and fastidiously and steadfastly pursue the Lord Jesus Christ in the Word of God. And I pray that we would be in humble submission to your Spirit, to the moving of your Spirit, to confront other people, to present the Gospel to lovingly show them to the truth or to harshly correct them in the truth, whichever way you want it done. I pray that we would be sensitive to you and your will and your call and not how we want to do it, the Word of God or present it our way or because people 
rub us the wrong way or irritate us with their race mixing or something else. We want to present the Word of God like this way. But, Lord, I pray that we would do it your way and you'll share the truth with them in your time in all things. Yes. And, Father, I pray that this new year that we would sincerely be able to bear fruit and gain rewards for your glory, for your sake, and for your kingdom's sake, for your people's sake, for your church's sake, for your bride. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that all those who have needs this year who have been waiting and asking and longing and have just set things on the shelf even. And, Lord, I pray that this year, as far as it is possible, that these things come to fulfillment and that you be glorified in the fulfillment of the prayers of your people, Father. Tonight I pray that the word of God is exalted. I pray that the name of Jesus Christ and the essence of the Lord Jesus Christ is revealed to us through the word, through the revelation of Jesus Christ. And let us come away with a new understanding and a new vision of the Lord Jesus Christ and a new desire to serve him. And Lord, if there be any unrepented sin, in our hearts, in our mind, in our attitudes. And, Father, I pray by the Spirit that the Lord Jesus Christ convict us right now of those sins. Yes. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord, and I pray that the blood of Jesus covers us. Amen. 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 Folks, I tell you what, one either no matter what happens, you can rest assured of this. We're one day, one second, one year closer to the return of our Lord and Savior. Amen. To the restitution of all things. We're one day closer. To where everything will make sense. To where the thing as it says in the book of Isaiah that the Lord will throw all the past into the sea of forgetfulness. And it won't be remembered anymore. Um, my my pastor and Bible teacher taught that probably, and there's good reason to believe this, once that stuff is forgotten, after all the tears are wiped away, after the white throne judgment, probably for us, for the bride, the only thing we will remember having to deal with the past life will be what's connected with the words of God because they endure forever. The scripture that we hid in our heart that we might not sin against him after he spent pages and pages and pages of preservation of the commands to hide the book in your heart. Probably those things will remain and what you have in your life connected with God's word. Those things will probably stay in our memory once we get our new body. Anyway, we were dealing with the destruction of ecclesiastical Babylon, the whore, the Roman Catholic uh, institution that's been set up all over the world, and then we dealt with the commercial part of Babylon, whether they're two entities, whether they're the same. They're definitely individuals that are connected with these two things, right? 
because tells you plainly his. His is not a system. The world system is is so um, taught against in the Word of God, it's not funny for everybody to overlook it and get sucked into it. We all, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7, living in the world but yet not abusing it. In other words, we have to live in this world, even though we're not of this world. But that doesn't mean we're supposed to conform to this world, and especially we're not supposed to love this world. And that does not mean you pick and choose what you love about it and what you hate about it. It does not mean that. It does not mean that what makes you comfortable, you'll you let it slide. But what's uncomfortable, uncomfortable to you, you will, oh, I hate it. It doesn't mean that. It does not, that's not what the scriptures say. So if you've got that in your head, you're deceiving your own self. John very plainly, very plainly, knocks all that out of the ballpark. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The things of this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are of this world. And that just about covers the gamut. That's the, do you realize, in basic form, I'm talking about in the very, in its basic form, that's the very temptation that the Nakash offered Eve. The, five, the senses, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Make one wise, easy on the eyes, good to touch. See how simple the Bible is to just really think about it? But it sure will cut you, won't it? See, the Lord, like we were talking before the program started about how, who the Lord uses to, to glorify himself. The whole book of Job is a testimony to the Lord using Satan's deeds against his people to glorify himself. That's what the book of Job is about. Why the righteous suffer? Why, the, why does the Lord let bad things happen to good people? If there's any, there, well, there, we know that technically there is no one good, no, not one, but I'm talking about his people. Why does the Lord let things happen? It's to glorify himself. This whole program is about him anyway. It's for the Lord. Scene 3, Act 2, you know, like Shakespeare said, World's a big play. It is in God's eyes. Tells you that in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. I'm always talking about it because it's that important you get it. So, tells people in Babylon, some of his people that are left in Babylon, some Israelites there, come out of her, my people. I told you that's mentioned seven, that, though that phrase is mentioned seven times in the Word of God. Seven times. One of the biggest places that it's mentioned in the New Testament is Second Corinthians chapter six. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That's one of the biggest places in the New Testament's mentioned, and you're in the book, 
in uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Come out of her, my people. Can't get no plainer. Don't buy into her fashion. Don't buy into her likes and dislikes. Don't buy into her Madison Avenue flim-flams. Don't put that that square idol or whatever shape that thing is you call television, hellavision, as another brother calls it. Calls it hellavision. And, and don't don't in the uh, well, I know what I don't I just what I just do so and so yeah mm-hmm. yeah another excuse another excuse. If you make excuse for one thing, you'll make you'll justify another. That's human nature, folks. Hey, it's that way with me. But I know it, and I, I admit it. Because there's a lot of things about this world that is very appealing. There's a lot of things about Babylon that are so that are enticing. And if the priorities of your heart are not right, you'll fall for it every time. If there's not a first love, and that, not, that first love is not the Lord Jesus Christ in your life personally, you'll fall for it every time. If you don't sit under the pure, straight, truthful teaching of God's Word and stay under the conviction of the Spirit of God through God's Word, you'll grow complacent and you'll grow further and further away from the one that died for you. I promise. I guarantee it. I prophesy it. I know it's true. And God, hey, God don't need us. He don't need me. He don't need you. We need Him. We need Him. So Babylon is destroyed. We've got, we've got past the time of Jacob's trouble, basically, except for the last big deal. We're going to hit it in chapter 19. Babylon is fallen. It's fallen. That's what the angel says. So, Brother Dave, if you would read the last two verses in chapter 18. Yes, Revelations 18, verse 23. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Okay, let me, let, me, let me say something else about this sorcery business. I realize it's pharmacia, folks, okay? But don't get hung up on just the pharma, the, the trying to make everything about the drug industry. There was no drug industry in Leviticus, okay, so to speak. There was no, um, I don't even know the names of any of them. Or what? Do you know the names of any of them corporations, Brother Dave? There was Pfizer. Of, yeah, Pfizer, that's one of them, yeah. There was none of that stuff. It was real sorcery. And it's real sorcery today. It's like I made mention the other night. If after these revelations has come out from WikiLeaks 
about the satanic worship and the, the pedophile rings that's connected with child sacrifice and everything, if that hadn't rocked your boat and you had and you really you still don't understand that though it's hidden, it's out there all around you and has been for years and it's real. It's like I said the other night. People, when folk, when a woman gives her kid, burns her kid up in an oven for Moloch, you think they just do that for nothing? You think the folks turned there? When they saw the angels of God and God worked his miracles for them, and they actually saw it with their eyes, no faith involved, and then they turned their back on the miracles of God and started worshiping idols and the host of heaven, you don't think that they were getting their prayers answered? You're a fool. And it's no different today. The Western world has lost touch with the things of God. They'll acknowledge that just happened back then. Well, we're going to get into it happening a little bit more today. But now I want you to think about that stuff. It's easy to get caught up in practical, pragmatic, everyday living, folks. But I'm telling you, as the days grow shorter and as the time approaches, more and more and more that stuff is going to have an impact on our lives. And it's going to come out in the open. saying, don't shrug your shoulders at that stuff. So the sorceries, were all men deceived. What kind of sorceries you reckon he's talking about? Brother Dave, what do you think maybe the sorceries working? You reckon it's just the symbols? You reckon it's uh, spell casting? Well, what do you think? Yeah, it, it's symbols, spell casting, all that. It, they are invoking, like here in this, talking about the drugs, the you know, like the holly used in their sex magic or whatever. The end isn't the ritual. The end is calling upon demons and fallen angels to perform a plan. Mm-hmm. And so their plan is by false religion, by worshiping of demons, little g gods, mm-hmm. overturning the worship of the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ through these rituals. And the drugs aren't used, like, for heart pressure, you know, medication. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. This is a drug used more like in the sense of a rock concert, right? But they're literally using this to alter their state where they can be consumed by a devil, be possessed, be indwelt, and receive power from the other side. And they're praying in these rituals that the deceptions would cover the minds of men that would blind them. This is the type of ritual stuff for a person who's watching TV. They click that on there and they go into an alpha state in their mind when they're in a semi-comatose uh, state. And in come these demons that have been preyed on in these rituals by these sorcerers and uh, and witches and so forth. These things are coming in and taking over your spirit, taking over your mind. You're being brainwashed right there. And it's just like I said the other night, folks. Do you think your holy father would kill somebody for something that was fantasy? Hmm? Do you? 
Do you think he would put in the law that you were saying for necromancers that they were to be killed immediately if it was just a fantasy? Even when the Word of God gives you an illustration of it being done? See? That's why people have such a hard time. I say uh, everybody. Some people have such a hard time with the Old Testament because of some of the things done there. Because of the quote-unquote supranatural stuff that was done, like Jericho falling down because somebody walked around it seven times. That's ludicrous, isn't it? Our little old bitty shepherd boy killing a giant with a stone, that's that's something else. That's a fun little children's story, isn't it? The Lord is going to make a jackass out of all the ones that that flubbed their nose at his book, folks. Rest assured, he'll either do it in this life or he'll do it at the resurrection. Rest assured, it will happen. Say, so, you know, I believe every word of it. You do. Oh, we can prove, we can sit here in the next 10 minutes and prove that's a lie. You're supposed to. We all have problems in different areas, folks. The trick is to take one and through prayer work on it, work on it, work on it. Stay on it till you get it taken care of. See, these there were nations here deceived, all by 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 their sorceries, by whose sorcery? by thy sorceries. They were all the, all the nations were deceived. Next verse, brother. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. Wow, that would make you think that that it was um some kind of system, wouldn't it? Because it says, by all the ones that were slain upon earth, but it was talking about the prophets and the saints, folks. See, that's that all there. Mm-hmm. So it's an age-old system that's been around, and probably it, from and, Nimrod. Exactly from Nimrod, exactly. The counterpart to the true gospel, to God's true people, everything right after the flood, that's when it kicked in. You can trace every pagan, every pagan ritual. If you find the roots of it, all the paganism out there tracks right back to Babel and Nimrod and Semiramis. Every bit of it. It's been proven so many times it's not even worth mentioning. Nothing new under the sun, folks. Even Gnosticism. The way Gnosticism crept into the early church. You can find roots of Baal worship all the way, even in that, all the way back to Babel. But the blood of the prophets and all the saints were found in, in her, female. See, the church is always considered her. Always in the feminine sense. This entity is uh, is her. And like I said, don't be surprised. You said my opinion now. 
just my opinion. I'm going to give it one more time before we move a little bit on further. Don't be surprised if in the very near future there is a powerful woman that looks like a woman anyway. There's a powerful woman comes on the stage of the politics and the world scene. Don't be surprised at all. Because everything I've been I've been hollering about it for years now, how things turning from a matriarchal society into from a patriarchal society into matriarchal society. Remember, remember I said that. My opinion that a literal woman will come on the scene. No telling what's liable to happen then. We found out in Daniel that uh, whoever that is back there, that vile person, has no desire for women. I wonder if it's because they're, like I've said before, they hermaphrodite. Could be. Could be. Next chapter, brother. Revelations chapter 19, verse 1. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Amen. That's these, We're fixing to see the first mentions of this word, hallelujah. It's mentioned four times here. There's four hallelujahs, famous hallelujahs coming up. You realize, you know uh, how you say Hallelujah in Mandarin Chinese. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> right. You know how you say it in German? Hallelujah. It's said the same in every language that there is. You know what it means? It means glory to God. And it's, there is no language barrier nowhere, no translation needed. It's spoken, it's, it, it's, it's pronounced the same way in every language. The four hallelujahs are coming up. This is, the, see, all through this time of Jacob's trouble, everything leading up to it, nobody was ever told to be happy. Nobody was ever told to rejoice. But here, we saw in 18, he saints rejoice. The Lord tells the saints to rejoice because this, this, this destruction has come upon the whore, upon mystery Babylon. God has avenged the blood of all the saints. So we're supposed to be happy that something and somebody is destroyed forever. And I didn't see you nowhere back there either. Did you, Brother Dave? No, not at all. <laughs> and if you look at the one verse before we read, now, and there's indications in there from other words, but yeah. when I was reading earlier today, it said the word pipers. Mm-hmm. And pipers are Gaelic Celtic bagpipes. Yeah. Pipers. And there's, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no other race of people that use bagpipes. There no. used to be Persians, but yeah. they don't use it anymore. I don't, I've never studied that out. I do know that the musical instrument started in with Cain. I do know mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah. That's where the line, you can, tra- you can trace that all the way back into the book of Genesis. It comes through the line of Cain. That's where musical instruments were started. That's where it started. And you know that they can be used for God because the Bible tells you they can. Amen. <laughs> so not saying it's, but they're bad. And within right. their is what you use them for. Yes. Exactly what you use them for. And something else that I, I made mention of, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I hinted at it. Man, we've hinted at it before on this program, talked about it in some length in some uh, some ways. When we were in the book of Daniel, we made mention of it in Daniel chapter 11 the other night. But I'm just going to come out and say it now. We're fixing to come upon the battle or the war, whatever you want to call it, of Armageddon, where all the entities that's left actually fight against God. And they know he's coming. They've got pre-knowledge that he's coming. And there's been many things said there over the last um, 20, 30, 40 years about what could be involved with this, with all the fake space stuff going on, with the, the, U, the UFO stuff, the flying saucer business, all right? Which is, to, according to some people, that's on the fringe. That's the fringe, um, that's, all, that's all just hooey. Do you know that back in the 90s that the uh, Harvard University did a study under Dr. John Mack about this, uh, about this very subject? Have you ever actually took a serious thought at it? You know, they come to the conclusion after they... But this is back in the 90s, one of the conclusions that the Harvard study came to. This is back in the early 90s. So there are surveys of all the people, and this had to do with North America. It didn't have to do with people all over the world. There's no telling what it would have been. But one out of 50 people, one out of every 50 people has seen a, a real UFO. One out of a 1,000 of every American has had an encounter or quote-unquote abduction or claims that they've had an abduction of a UFO. Through the Harvard study, the study of Dr. Jacques Vallée of France, Dr. David Jacobs of the University of Minnesota, the conclusions that they all come to, I'm talking about a pragmatic study, not no fringe element study, a pragmatic scientific study that there's nothing about this that's good. That it all is wicked. You say, well, you're talking about people who don't even believe in God. Okay. I'll tell you somebody that's Christian, that has a ministry, that deals with this stuff right now is Joe Jordan and this so-called abduction phenomenon. And for years and years and years, the, I hate to even say, but the mainstream people that talked about the UFOs wouldn't even touch the subject. And then Dr. Jacques Belay picked it up a little bit, and then David Jacobs, and there was another guy, I can't think of his name, did some legitimate studies and a legitimate work. But Joe Jordan is the one that found out how to stop it all. 
and the only and with the way they come across, and he was a, he was not so he was a, he was a new age guy before he become a Christian. Yeah, yeah, I seen a YouTube video about him. And um, he find he came across he, after all the interviews they had did with all these thousands of people, they found one that said that they stopped the abduction phenomenon in their life. And he didn't he didn't even pay any attention to it to start with. Till he went back and went through it again, and it, that he called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they stopped forever. Yes, Amen. That was the only solution. And then when he got to asking some of these quote unquote other researchers, they said, "Oh yeah, we we've heard that before, but we don't dare talk about it." And they come the the basic rational, pragmatic conclusion they come to. Was it was all bad? It had nothing to do with outer space, but it had everything to do with demonic entities and either an interdimensional stuff, or in other words, on the other side of the veil. There is no doubt that since it came on the scene in a big way in the forties. It's never went. It's never died out. It's like I was mentioning the other night. It's not like a lot of things in pop culture that come up and go down. No, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Toward they start having meetings in Washington D.C. about it. You can rest assured that it's going to play a part in the deception of this world. And there's it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. If those little people it talks about back in Daniel and these other, this God of forces, that this vile person or otherwise known as the Antichrist, the beast, gets his power or claims to have contact or even reveals to the world on CNN, Fox, and all the news organizations this relationship. And and you can rest assured that the pot-bellied liquor head in Rome is going to be on the front row. They're already claiming. They're already grabbing that position that they'd baptize them. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. they'd baptize aliens. See, this uh, this seems so far out to talk about, doesn't it? This seems so silly. It's like some harebrained crackhead is talking about something. Folks, this is not that way. The phenomenon is real. Absolutely. I've given my experiences in days gone by. I've seen, I've seen them. I've seen them with 300 witnesses. Seen them too. Can take you to four or five of them. If you want to spend the time, we'll go see and see if they tell you the same story I tell you. They will. No, no, no. Even, even an Air Force pilot that was my football coach my defensive coordinator in high school. They tell you. So I know the real. What they are is a different ball game. But you can rest assured with all the smart the quote unquote smart folks that did the right kind of study, they're it's demonic. Nothing about it. It's all they're liars. They're all liars. All these quote unquote aliens, they lie. They always are lying. Who is the father of lies, Brother Dave? 
Dayton. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Jacques Vallée said, he, he even took it back into history and history past and said a lot of the, uh, the tales about incubus and succubus and other demonic entities that are written about in history past, you know, his, the history in books written long ago, were probably the same bunch taking on a different character that fit their day and age. Yes. Which makes all the sense in the world. And collecting seed. Yes. And then one of the big deals they're doing that, what's the what is the fashionable thing now, so to speak, is impregnating women through artificial insemination. Seems like I read in the Bible somewhere where some folks came down from heaven and did that insemination themselves and caused the destruction of the world and defiled all flesh that the Lord had to destroy. Seems like I read somewhere as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. You know, I wondered, why would it be the taking the sperm out of the males and during these abduction things and and artificially inseminating the women, and they go through the pregnancy, and they never get through the third trimester till the, the child's taken away. I wonder why it's not like it was before. Why isn't it? Why isn't it just the angelic beings doing, doing the thing, having actual intercourse? I wonder why. Don't know. Got my ideas. Reckon it's because they didn't want to get locked up and chained up in the abuso in the bottomless pit like their brethren did. Reckon that's the reason that it's done a different way, and they they have. They have figured they have found a way to redo the same mistakes of the past without getting the same kind of judgment from the Father. You reckon that's it? But even though this stuff is interesting, it's ear-tickling, folks. Don't get caught up in it. Don't get caught up in it. Because it's more important that your heart be established with grace and your attention be turned to your relationship with your brother and sister in Christ and your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. But it still needs to be talked about. That's the reason I'm talking about it now. Anybody in the chat room ever had an experience? You've got guts enough to mention it, you know? If you do, I'll give you a chance to write. You can write it in and say, yeah, I'd like to hear about it. For people who are struggling with this, and I don't think there are many nowadays, but <clears throat> there may be a few. And uh, I remember when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I, I seen this documentary, and it was in the theaters, so it must have been made by Hollywood, I guess. One of the few things they ever put out that was half decent. It was called Chariot of the Gods. I saw it. Yeah, and Eric it goes Bondanica. into yeah, all the archaeological archaeological evidence and topographical and buildings and writings and tablets and skeletons and 
all this stuff showing the history of these alien creatures. Now, they don't go to the other side beyond the veil, the other dimensional part. But they do cover the fact that these things have existed from time memorial, and at certain times in history, they're very prevalently working feverishly. And then they seem to kind of disappear for a while. Then they come back again. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can probably watch that on YouTube, Chariot of the Gods. Right. Yeah, I saw that myself years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But back before I become a Christian, folks, I was in that stuff hot and heavy. Big time. I read the book, Carry of the Gods, by Eric Von Daniken. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Read, I read every book I could get on this subject, you know, big time. And, you know, that, that what they'll talk about, the History Channel, that's the, it, on television, that's one of the biggest, run, longest-running programs they've ever had, isn't it, Brother David? What's the name of that um, thing they got on History Channel? Ancient Astronauts or something, what? Um, I don't know. I never. I don't think I ever watched it. No, the, I, I can't think of what the name of it um, is. Maybe somebody in the chat room has seen it before. Um, but man, it's um, it, it's it's not like it's you're talking about some uh, little four foot creature that's got six legs coming out the top of his head. Okay, we're talking Don't. about yes. Guess six answered ancient aliens. Yeah, that's the name of it, ancient ancient aliens. But they sure won't mention. They try to tell you that they were aliens instead of angels. See, they'll, they'll use, yes. they'll even try, try to quote the Bible. You look at here in Ezekiel. They'll talk. Uh, we've even got. There's even people out there of our persuasion that try to tell you that Ezekiel chapter one is talking about a flying saucer when it's talking about the throne of God. When it's talking about the four cherubims there, and it's talking about the the description of the of the of the it's the description type of the throne of God. But we got some folks out there that that buys into the ancient alien thing. Okay, that bunch will try to tell you, oh, it's really it's really they they, they were checking on us from the from uh, Nibiru. They only cut you know this thing this star on this uh, planet only comes around ever. 12,000 years. And they, they're the ones that um, that manipulated and genetically formed us and made us a slave race. And see the scripture here it talks about here? This is, that's what they did. They, they messed with the genes, and, but they were aliens, see? They were, they never say how they, the aliens, got created. <laughs> see, they won't go that far. But they say these aliens are really the gods of the Bible. They use little g gods, plural. They'll never settle on God singular. Okay? Just Satan's way, and this time period we live in with mass media, social media, just another way of deception, just another string. And folks, Listen, there's a bunch of uh, some, there's a bunch of white nationalists out there right now. If you had some sapsucker come down in a UFO and pull out, a, I'm I'm just gonna sound like a kid now for a second, and pull out a ray gun and start shooting ragheads, slant eyes, and blue gums, and saying these are the superior people here. 
We made these people superior. You know how long you know how long it takes to deceive them, sir? This this bunch of white nationalists? About a millisecond. They'd fall down and worship somebody like that. You ever thought about that, Brother Dave? Yes. They'd fall down and worship because all they got in their hearts hatred. They can't they they can't get their 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 real biblical hatred in the right perspective, see. There's nothing wrong with, with, with biblical hatred. Okay? But they can't get it right. And they, should, they cannot reconcile the New Testament with the Old. Don't know how to do that either. Oh, that just goes to show you the Spirit of God don't dwell in them. I don't care if they look like Snow White, got crystal blue eyes. When Paul's talking to the Romans in chapter 8 in the book of Romans, and that, by the way, Romans is the most theological book that Paul ever wrote. When he's dealing with the Romans in his theological treatise, which covers about every subject, including the Judeans and the Israelites that were Israel then, we weren't no more his people. We were done scattered, okay? We were done cast off. When he's coming down through there in Romans chapter 8, he said, if so be, you'll understand this. I'm just going to paraphrase. This is the way it is. If so be, the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So what are you saying? I'm saying that there were some he was talking to that the Spirit of God didn't dwell in them. And they were just as Israel as they could be. They had just as just ten tribe as they could possibly be. But without the, without the new birth, that seed being planted by the Holy Spirit of God in them, they wouldn't understand. And that's what Paul's saying. Later on in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, he told those Corinthians that all your big quote-unquote carnal identity folks out there We'll try to, they were, this whole assembly was Israelites, is that right? Or well, why did Paul say, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith? Prove your own selves. Know ye not Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate? See what I mean? Folks, I'm telling you, they'll lie to you. They'll lie to you. Like a bought from like a bought from New York line machine. I didn't say they did it on purpose. There's a lot of good intentions. Road to hell paid with good intentions. I'm just telling you there's gonna be a deception that's gonna deceive all the world. Sorcery's a part of it, we just read. And the war that's coming up, we're going to get in here in chapter 19. You can rest assured it's going to have something to do with the fake space aliens, okay? They're going to have something to do with fake space aliens because there ain't no quote-unquote alien from space. See, all me and Brother Kevin were talking about today, all this crap that you hear, oh, this is a million, billion, trillion light years away. They want to try to make God so far away from you that he's just a distant memory when he's really right over your head, according to Isaiah 42. 
right on the other side of the firmament, observing everything going on. I didn't, hey, that's what the book says, see? But they want you to think that, oh, billions and trillions of light years away. Space is infinite, so that means that there's really a God in hell. It's so far away. <laughs> you ever thought about that, Brother Dave? Yes, they really want us to become confused totally about the earth and how it's formed and where God is and how intimately he is involved with everything. Amen. Yeah, and one of the brothers that I heard the other, listened to the other day, he <laughs> he finally he came halfway to the truth of the book and he landed on geocentricity. He he's bought in. He he believes in geocentricity now, but he's supposedly fixing to come out and prove there's no such thing as a plain earth. The P L A I N, a plane instead of a ball. Okay. I can't wait till he does it because I'm going to call him on the telephone. And this is one of the biggest supporters of our English Bible there is out there. He won't go through a program without railing and ranting about our English Bible, the King James Bible. So I can't wait till he does, if he ever does. I can't wait. I'm going to pick up the phone, call him. We're going to have a little talk. Because if you believe the Word of God, this earth has four corners. You don't get four corners on a ball, folks. <laughs> uh, that's what the book says, see. And we profess to be Bible believers. Are we really? I know when I had to face the I had to face the music last year and admit I was wrong. You, Spirit of God dwelleth in you, the Holy Spirit show you you're wrong. That's between you and God. Anyway, this alien bunch, they're going to show up. They're going to be part of the deception, like it talks about. And real quick, Brother Dave, turn to Second Thessalonians 2. I want to show okay. you something else that, that people read over. We've read over it 50, you know, 50, 60, 70 times, but I've never stopped to make a comment. And I'm going to draw, bring something to your attention that's real important. Okay. Thessalonians chapter two, and start reading, brother. And I'll tell you where to slow. Where, where, when, it, when you start getting down there to where it starts talking about He who now letteth will let till He be taken out of the way. I want you to stop at that verse because I want to say something about that. Okay. Okay, so do you want me to start to say about verse 5? It's paragraph? all good, brother. It's, okay, it's, I'll start at the first one. Yeah, it's all good. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, 
who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was with yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. Okay, Paul just said, he just said, now you know what withholdeth. I wish you'd have told us, Paul. <laughs> I wish you'd have told us. Keep on reading, brother. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who let us will let until he be taken out of the way. Okay, that he that let us, that's the one withholding. Okay? It doesn't say that that withholding and that let, that King James English, that old English word let means prevent or hold back. That's what it means. Okay? Still used today in tennis matches, folks. Not archaic. Okay, just got to get a dictionary and look it up. So I wonder, Brother Dave, if that, if he, if that um, withholder, it says he, it says it's a he. Mm -hmm. Most people claim, think it's the Holy Spirit. That's what yes. most Christians think. I'm That's not, what I thought before. Yeah, I'm not so sure myself. I'm not saying yay or nay, but I do know this. I, I, I don't know this. Does it take place immediately? Or does it take place over a certain period of time? And also, and I must tell you why I'm saying uh, over a period of time. Because we've watched the encroachment of wickedness and evil take place just in the last 45 years that is, is practically unspeakable to some of us older people. Things that are accepted today You'll understand what I'm saying, Brother Dave. Things that some of you people tolerate and accept today, it's just that's part of that's the way it is. You, there would be no way under God's heaven that it would have been done in our earlier days. Absolutely not. And folks, there's no way we can explain it to you. We, there's no way that we can we can drill a hole in your head and pour it in. You understand what we're saying. It ain't got nothing to do with y'all or old folk. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with the Word of God. It's got to do with righteousness and unrighteousness. In the, just the last 40 years, it's unbelievable. The words that are accepted, though some of the words that you people use, you could not, the only place you could have heard them 40 years ago was in a bar with a bunch of drunks. Or on the street where there was a bunch of blue gums. And some of you folks use the words like it's the proper English language. Everything is degenerated. And, and and Brother John, I, I posted it this morning at my daily verse on Facebook. The whole world lieth in wickedness even back then. There, the candlelight, that lit candle that, that lit so brightly 
during the 1600s and 1700s. There's always been sin, folks. There's always been wickedness around, okay? There's always been conniving Jews around. There's always been that stuff around, okay? But not to the point it is now. When the light of the glorious gospel shone brightly, when I, when real Christianity, when the candles were lit, as I've used in the past, when, in other words, when that wick was lit by the Holy Spirit of God, the darkness had to retreat and run to the corners. And things were done in secret and in the back alleys and in certain designated areas away from their natural public. Now in, the, in, now in the very schools you send your kids to, they teach them alternate gender types, the accepting of, of, of gender neutrality. Folks, do you understand how insane this is? There's nothing gay about a faggot. Period. They've twisted the words, they've twisted the culture, they've mixed the races and pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, pushed it to where they'll just, oh, well, that's the way the world is today. Can't do anything about it or they'll put me in jail. Think about it. Me and Brother Tony Adams talk about this stuff all the time. It just never say it just it, it racks my brain. I was telling the brother the other day that came over and spent the night with me from from Columbus, Georgia, Brother Steve Livesey. Um, now I've told y'all before. There's no way I could go back out in, into society like I was at one time because I won't shut my mouth. I will not be quiet. I will not. Come hell or high water, I won't do it. I couldn't. The thoughts of seeing a young white girl jump up in a blue gum's arms and a bunch of white parents sitting around smiling and taking it just like it's okay. You, that ain't that dog would never. That dog ain't even going to stand up, much less go hunt. Say that ain't none of your business. Yes, it is my business. If it's my people sinning, it's my business. Where is the man? Like Joshua talked to the Israelites right before he checked out. Where Where is the real man that will stand for righteousness? Where is the man that'll take it on the take it on the cheek for the Lord Jesus Christ? Who? Where are the ones that'll take persecution, even if it means their family goes without? There's nowhere in the Scripture that it says that when the time comes specifically for that, all of a sudden you're going to get a a spiritual holy H O L Y 
hole, H-O-L-E, drilled in your head, and the Lord's going to pour it in you for you to be able to do it. Nowhere. Manhood's becoming a thing of the past. Folks, it, and, and a lot of it, it I, I know the Jews behind this and behind, I know all that. But people will not let their light shine. They're afraid it might blind somebody next to them. They're afraid if their light shines too bright, they may be noticed. And the Lord's going to back you in a corner. If so be the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, if you're His, you're going to be backed into a corner. The Lord's going to back you in a corner to where you're going to make, you're going to have to make a choice. Choose ye this day whom you'll serve. If Baal be God, serve Him. Hey, if the world's right, just go for it, big time. Bow down to it. Follow every fashion. Make sure your 401k is perfect. You just buy into it and go for it wholeheartedly. Okay? Eat and drink and be merry for tomorrow you die. You're dead like a dog. But if the Lord be God, serve Him too. You see, it don't take a whole lot to figure out who you love the most. It's who you do the most serving to. Where do you? Is it the pleasure, the principle, the pleasure principle, or the most pleasure? You get the most pleasure from strong Bible teaching and preaching, or do you get the most pleasure from a Hollywood movie? Now, you want me to go any further? But that's what this book, this, this book is laying it all out. Now, you're, now we're coming to one of the most glorious parts in the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm going to talk about is Israel elect bride? One of the most glorious parts. But don't forget, you remember them ten virgins in Matthew 25 that didn't have no oil for their lamp and tried to get it from the ones that did have their lamp lit or candle lit? And they said, go get for yourself. Because if we give, we give this away. We won't have enough for ourselves. Seems selfish, doesn't it, when you look at that parable? Oh, yes. Read verse 1 again, Brother Dave, in chapter 19. In chapter 19, okay. Verse 1, And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven, saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. So much people's there. Well, we know all the Old Testaments. Much people, P-E-O-P-L-E, much people's there. Yeah, I remember back when the two witnesses got caught up. Come up hither. 
Yeah, there's a bunch of folks there, and you're going to find out we're there too. Keep on reading, brother. Verse 2. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. Forever and ever that smoke's going to rise up from that from that deceiving whore. That's a long time, folks. Continue, brother. And again they said, Hallelujah, and her smoke rose up forever and ever, and the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. They added a little bit to their Hallelujah. They said, Amen, so be it. This is true. When the Lord said, when the, when the English rendered truly, truly, it's like the Lord saying, Amen, Amen, this is the way it is. And they said, this is the way it is here. Glory to God. This is the last time you see the 24 elders in the book. It's the last time they're mentioned, by the way, in this verse right here. Next verse, brother. Verse 5. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. Oh, so there's a difference. Some small and some great. Well, I thought everybody was the same. No, ain't never been that way. Continue, brother. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Amen. That's, this, is, this is going to be the culmination. Last hallelujah, the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. That's uh, and uh, Handel's Messiah has that. It's just a, oh, oh, I love it. I love his his music, Handel's Messiah, and especially the Hallelujah chorus. It's yes. so fantastic, man. Wow. Anyway, next verse, brother. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife hath made herself ready. Oh, so she's there. See, let me explain to you. Back up in verse 1, it says, And after these things, what does he mean? Metatauta in Greek. After the preceding chapter, after the events of chapter 18, after these things, Metatauta in the Greek. You see it four times in this book. Four times it appears after these things. Showing you chronology. Okay. The wife has made herself ready. The bride of the Lamb has made herself ready. Not the Father. Not the wife of the Father. Not the bride of the Father, the bride of the Son, the wife, hath made herself ready. Now, I want you to watch this close. Go ahead, brother. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. 
Watch this close. And he saith unto me, Write, capital W, Blessed, capital B, are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Okay. Those that are called, that's a different group. That's not the bride, folks. Oh, there's been debate for years. We've we've had whole programs about it here on who these guests are that come. Who are the guests? Of course, it's going to be some of the old. It's going to be the Old Testament. They're going to be part of it, the Old Testament saints. Some of them. John the Baptist was the friend of the bridegroom. So he tells you plainly there he's not of the bride. Paul gave, said, I will give you away as a spouse virgin, present you as a spouse right. It's the best man. Who are these guests that are called? Bunch of them. Talks about it in Psalms 45, talks about it in the Song of Solomon is the most provocative. We've been through it. We've had programs about it. If you have an interest in it, go look in the archives. But I'm just telling you, there's a bunch of guests. It says, blessed are those that are called to the marriage of the Lamb. Start to first and read the verse over again, brother. And he saith unto me, write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Oh, no, they're figurative and archaic. Really, they're metaphorical and allegorical. So it really doesn't mean what he's saying. Say so that's what you, they, some folks out there would have you to believe. They would tell you that this really is symbolic for such and such and such and such. Nah, not according to the angel. They're true and faithful. I believe them, don't you, brother? Don't you, yes. brother Dave? I believe them, don't yes. you? <laughs> Every blessed word. If they're called, would that be the same as being ordained? That's their invitation there, they're called, right? Mm-hmm. Is it from the foundation of the world, or no. was it a calling where it it's was a, a choice? A it's a, it looks like it was a choice, brother, because the bride is a totally different mm-hmm. animal, and, and you know, a yes. totally different entity. Okay, okay. So these are those that made the choice to answer a call. That's right. That's the okay. way it looks. That's the way it looks. And, and um, just in case anybody is doubting this called word called here look it up in the greek right if you've got the, if you've got your blue letter bible up brother click on the word called somebody wants to try to make it be something different later on we're going to find that, that there's some that are called and chosen and faithful three you can't be chosen and do it yourself. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Go ahead, brother. Did you pull, did you pull it up? Did I call? Yeah, I pulled it up. Okay. It means call, don't it? Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's to call, yeah. to invite. To, to invite. That's right. Whosoever will. That's an invitation. Am I correct, Brother David? 
Yes, it is. It is. Absolutely. They're invited to be guests, and they're blessed. They're invited to be guests of what? The marriage supper of the Lamb between the wife, says wife, and bride, and bridegroom, the bride and the bridegroom. That's what it is. Continue, brother. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony. Boy, just a second, brother. This is John knows better than to worship an angel. He's he knows better than this, but he's so overwhelmed by the spectacle that he falls down to worship an angel. Paul covers that angel worship stuff in Colossians chapter two because it was prevalent. It was prominent. Back in his day, and it's and that's they do that. That's religious practice in the Catholic Church. Saint this and saint that, and angel this and angel that, calling on this angel for this, that, and the other. That's worship. That that's giving worship. That's what the word worship means. The word worship means giving worth. Ship. In other words, a lot of worth to an individual. That's worship. If you stop to think what you worship, how such small things become idolatrous and covetous, Paul tells you that covetousness is idolatry. You don't want me to hammer on that for 30 minutes. Or we'll all be down on our face. We should be all down on our face squalling when we realize how far how far how far we fall and how, how easy it is for us to fall into those categories. But John is so overwhelmed he falls down. This angel says, "Hey, guy, uh-uh, don't worry. Uh-uh, no, I have the testimony of Jesus Christ." And then he's going to say the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. What in the world is he talking about? Well, let's see, if you have the spirit of God in you and you believe God's book word for word, you believe that the words of God are going to happen just like he says it. Just got through telling you those words were true and faithful are true. These words were faithful and true. The angel did. Now he's saying that he's got the spirit of prophecy and tells you what the testimony of Jesus is. It's the spirit of prophecy. I know where I'm going when I die. Okay? I have no doubt that it, it, it was sealed and signed before the foundation of the world. I know where I'm going the moment I take my last breath. Because I have a rule book that tells me and gives me the answers in my own language. I don't have to depend on some stuff shirt to tell me. 
I don't have to depend on some man to give me his opinion. I have the spirit of prophecy. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's the spirit of prophecy. Paul tells you plainly in Romans 8. Read it, brother. Romans 8. Go to Romans 8 and read okay. from verse 28. Read the next three verses. 26, 27, we can't see. Romans 28, 29, and 30. Read those three verses. Okay. Romans 8, <clears throat> verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. He knew it all along, see, that he was going to, that, that you, David Kennedy, Don Spears, Kevin, Chad, he knew you were going to enter that old Ironside door before the foundation of the world and wrote the name down. Though we didn't know it, one of the brothers said, does it say, how do you know you're elect? It's simple. <laughs> Nobody knows beforehand. They only know in hindsight. That's how. <laughs> do you have the spirit of prophecy? Or does Satan knock your brains out all the time with his little demons? Trying to tell you, hey, you're just professing. You ain't no Christian. Yeah, you just you're lying. You're deceiving. You ever have them happen to you? You ever have them little demons set on your shoulder trying to talk out of your salvation? It shouldn't last over a half a second because if the book's not right, folks, then God's a liar. I have no problem saying it, and He don't have no problem for me to say that. Because I believe all of his words are true and faithful. Think he's going to hold me accountable for believing what he said? Hmm? I don't think so. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock, I stand all other ground. Is sinking sand. You can't make that statement as Paul slips in right above the verses Brother Dave just read or is fixing to finish reading. Is Paul slip in? If so, be the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Continue reading, Brother Dave. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. Now what, what comes next, all these past tense, predestinate, every bit of this is past tense. It's done, done. It's, it's over with. It's, fine. it's sealed and delivered. All these actions you're fixing to hear him say. Okay? All is E.D. on the end of it. You do know your, those E.D. means past tense. I know you know that. Brother Dave, go ahead. Keep on reading that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate... Number then, one, past tense, is done, done. 
them he also called undone and whom he called them he also justified that's past tense continue and whom he justified them he also glorified it's just as if you're glorified right now sitting with Jesus Christ it's just as you're just as good as there Paul puts it this way we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places present tense present tense present tense in the Greek and in the English Paul says for I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Are you? You got doubts about this book? There's no way you could. Continue, Brother Dave, back in Revelation 19. Yeah, and what you were saying, Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, and just in a while it says, and his name is the word of God. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Amen. So we could just, like what you were saying, we could put word is. That's it. Amen. Hallelujah. so important, brother. (laughs) Yes. Amen. Verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. We missed something that I wanted to show you guys. We missed something somewhere back up here. It's about the white raiment of the saints, brother. Go uh, Go back up there and read about that. Because it show it shows you plainly that they got their righteousness was given to them. It had nothing to do with their actions whatsoever. That's why I want you I want you to go back up there and and start with that again. Uh, in verse y'all. eight, let me, about let me the go man. back. Let me get to this. somehow or another. I hit a button and and lost my whole Bible. I got to pull it back up just a second. Uh, chapter nineteen, verse. That's okay. I'm just going to have to rely on you, brother. My computer's screwed up, tore up. Okay. Somebody looks like it's been taken over again. Go ahead. In verse 8, it says, The fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Mm-hmm. That verse? Yeah, read that verse. Okay. Re- Revelations 19, verse 8. And to her was granted. Ah, that that's she- it. That's what I wanted to show y'all. It, it was granted. It was given to them. Yes. To get this righteousness. Mm. It has nothing to do with their self. It was granted to them that they had the righteousness of saints, the righteousness of God. It's a gift. It's given to them. They had nothing to do with it. It was granted to them. I knew I missed it somewhere. Just see how simple, folks, see how simple a couple of words can change the whole outlook on something. Yes. I've never seen that before. That's good. Can you read that? Okay. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Okay. This is the second time that it says heaven was opened. The first time? is in chapter 4. Somebody goes up. The second time 
when it says heaven's open, somebody comes down. Do you folks realize that the, this right, this verse right here, is the oldest prophecy spoken by a prophet in all of the Bible? Did y'all know that? The second coming, this verse, this right here, we're reading now, is the oldest prophecy spoken of by a prophet in the Word of God. They, God himself said that the seed of the serpent would be would be crushed by the seed of the woman. See, that, that's the first one. I said spoken of by a prophet. Go to Jude, brother, real quick. Okay. And read verse 13 and 14. I'll show you the oldest in the prophet who spoke it. This is the oldest prophecy in the Word of God. Jude, verse 13. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all. Watch, and watch, could... watch his wording here about all the stuff I was talking about previously, about the wickedness and all this stuff, and how, it, how a person that the Spirit of God dwells in, the feelings he ought, the hatred he ought to have for the sin and everything around him. Watch what Jude says here. Go ahead, brother. To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are very men. And he goes on. Anybody, y'all, if you want to listen to... uh, in my opinion, one of the best um, teachings in the archives. Go back and listen to that little bitty book of Jude. I think there's 16 parts. I forget how many parts to it. It's a bunch. I forget exactly how many. We cover a lot of stuff in those um, those few verses. But that's the oldest prophecy, the second coming with us, with the saints. See, with the saints. We're with him. I would get there to come back and fight anybody if we have to stay, if we're we're sitting around here while the, the battle's getting prepared for. How did you get there, see? You got there back when the witnesses were called up. It didn't say heaven was open there. It just said an, it, there was a loud voice from heaven. It didn't say anything about it. There's only two openings of the, of the heavens in the book, one at the first and one up here. Verse 19, go ahead, brother. Revelations 19, verse 12. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And okay, he had a name. I see a lot of old allegorical Protestant theologians tried to make the white horse rider of Revelation chapter 6 Jesus Christ, because that white horse rider had a crown on his head but notice this white horse rider is not the same as the one in six that 
crown that the person had on in chapter 6 is the counterfeit. That individual is the counterfeit. Everything that I've been teaching you for four years is type, anti-type, thesis, antithesis, okay? Because that's the way it's written. Seed, godly seed, ungodly seed. Wicked, righteous. Ain't no room for nothing else, folks. Continue, brother. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. John said in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, big W. This is the big W here. And he talks about every word of God is pure. Talking about the little W. Thou will keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them forever. Psalms 12. Reckon he was joking? Or you want to spin it around like he's going to preserve them way out where nobody can get them, huh? Reckon that's it. See, that's how they, they get that's how they get at you. Better think about it. Continue, brother. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. All the way back to Psalms 2. That's a reference. All the way back to the the oldest conspiracy in the world. Psalms chapter 2. There ain't no conspiracy theory to it. Goes all the way back to Psalms 2. That rod of iron. Rule them with a rod of iron. Here he comes again. Also it talks about that rod of iron. We went, we went over it ad nauseum back at the first part of this book, this rod of iron business. Continue, Brother Dave. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he shall, excuse me, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Standing in the sun. Remember when we were (laughs) studying angels and how angels move these lights in heaven around? Those heavenly bodies, absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Standing in the sun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he cried with a loud voice saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven. See, now, here, let me show you what I just got through spouting off about the two concepts, the right-wrong, yin-yang. And I hate to use the word yin-yang, but I will anyway as an example. The godly, ungodly, the wicked, the righteous, the type, anti-type, thesis, antithesis, all that stuff. Well, here you've got, in chapter 19, the marriage supper of the Lamb and another supper coming up. But it ain't a good one. 
it's not a good supper. It ain't a good supper at all. And there's no time element given for the length of this battle. But it says he just speaks and it takes place. And out of his mouth come the two-edged sword. What does it say the word of God is, Brother David, in Hebrews chapter tw- uh, 4, verse 12? Sharper than any two-edged sword. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 Second Thessalonians 2, it says that he's going to destroy all them with the brightness of his coming and a flame cometh out of his mouth. I don't think it's going to take too long. But according to some of the, according to Isaiah and some of the minor prophets, we're going to do a little cleaning up ourselves because we come with him. See, see, we come with him. How do you? How, oh no, we're laying in the grave, soul sleep. There ain't no such thing. Going to be with the Lord. Yeah. You, the blatant biblical, bless their heart, biblical idiots. They can't read. Plain English. The saints come back with the Lord when he comes. The ones that are alive and remain are caught up together with him to be with those saints that have already went on. See, that's so confusing to some folks. They don't even get it. They don't see it. Turn to First Thessalonians 4, brother. Let me show you what I'm talking about, how Paul tries to comfort the Thessalonians concerning this matter. Yes, okay, I'm there. Okay, just read it. Okay, start down about, I think, verse 11, I think. Brethren, I would not have you be ignorant concerning the, I think that's the way it starts off, concerning them which are asleep, Okay. First Thessalonians four. Four thirteen. Thank you, brother. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Ones that have no hope are the ones that don't have no spirit of God dwelling in them, okay? They have no hope. That's the re- that's re- let me make this comment. One of the saddest things in the world that I've been around in the last forty something years is going to a funeral of a bunch of people that do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that don't have any clue about the Word of God, and watching the sobbing and weeping. They have no hope. That's why I brought up the topic of death the other night to try to shake some downloaders up. You better think about it. Your only answer is in this 66 caliber gun here we got called the Word of God. Continue, Brother Dave. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Bingo. Bring with him. Now, if they're not with him now, how could he bring them? Huh? You see it, Brother Dave? It's that simple. Yes. 
to be absent from the body. See, the body's in the grave. The soma remains in the grave. The suke goes, the suke and numa goes to be with the Lord at death if you're Christian. Absence from the body, soma, present with the Lord. That's why if you don't understand body, soul, and spirit, you're in a world of hurt. You're like a seven-day Adventist soul sleeper. And all that bunch of you don't believe there's anything to do. Like I said the other night, just those little things destroy what the Word of God teaches. Continue reading, brother. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast, and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Okay. That is the, the, the magnitude of that verse, the magnitude of what everything that's entailed in that verse is mind-boggling. All these people, they know it's coming, are gathered together to fight against God's manifest flesh and his sons. Reckon they got any supernatural help? I appreciate that. Yes. Yes, absolutely they do, brother. Do you think this army is on the ground or is it in the heavenlies above the earth? I believe it's both. Okay. Mm -hmm. I believe it's going to be both. There's going to be an armada. There's going. I'm talking about armada ships Mm -hmm. in the skies. Underneath that firmament, there's going. I mean, there's going to be those little g gods. Everything. Wicked, it's going to, it's a, that's, see, that's the reason the Lord kept this place off, folks. He never intended for anybody to get into that water that's above the earth, okay? That's the reason he kept it off. To let the plan and the, and the program and the, and the, the quote unquote show take, take it, run its course. inside an encapsulated area and run it run its course here in his plan it's easy and then when you understand about the firmament and the four cornered plane then you understand if you understand the righteousness of God you understand the verses of where the Lord talks about the earth when you understand that he observes everything and Chapter 42 of Isaiah, you start putting those precepts together and the lines together, then you understand. You understand a little bit more 
A little bit more is given to you by the Holy Spirit. Why would the Lord do that? All that, all that, and man, it, it just and they want to fight against God Almighty. That God of forces in Daniel chapter eleven must be one strong son of a gun in the mind of the people here. But they're deceived anyway. They've done taking the mark of the beast by choice. They're going to fight against God. And it ain't going to last long. Continue, Brother Dave. They don't even wound anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Can't be wounded. According to that, according to Joel chapter 2, and see, when it, the reason that, that the, the chronology and the time element is, is, is so ambiguous here in what we've been reading tonight is the stuff that's going to take place between today, right this second, and when some of this stuff take, starts taking place. And, and I absolutely forgot, even though we went back there and read it, I didn't bring this up. I, did, I said something about... If it was going to be an immediate taking away of the the uh, the one that um, withholdeth, was it be an immediate taking away or over a period of time? I meant to, uh, I was eventually going to bring it down to I definitely believe it's over a period of time, and it's and the, that period of time is definitely got to do with the light of the world, and ye are the light of the world. The more light that goes out, the more darkness creeps in. I've been saying, telling you that for four years. Now we've got we've got an opportunity to let some light shine now, as a people, as a nation. We better take advantage of it. Better take advantage of this respite, this time out we've got. Father's got, got got some calls in on some folks' lives and wants them to do certain, there's certain things the Lord wants, wants to do. Folks, I told you, the Lord will move heaven and earth for one individual. How do I know that? I told you the other night. He couldn't, He the two angels could not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah till Lot was gone held up the total destruction of a wicked city by one man. So I don't make those statements just to exaggerate. Continue, Brother David. Uh, Verse 20. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Now, can will you please tell me how do you cast a system or an allegory alive into anything? You can't, there's no such thing. Cast alive. If it just said cast, they might they they might could have a steadfast point. But 
cast a lie. See, the Bible tells you that hell was never prepared for people. It was made for the devil and his angels. Now this bunch here, the false prophet, read the verse again, brother. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, and which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These boats were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Wow. And that lake of fire burning with um, burning with brimstone. It's a bad spot, bad place, bad place. Let me show you something real quick, and we'll go ahead and close, read this last verse, and shut it down for now. Turn to the last few verses in the book of Isaiah. Chapter 66, and read the last three verses. The book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verse 22. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass, that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me, for their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. Amen. Now, you see those? There's your burning with brimstone like a fire business. Mm. Right there. The last verse in Isaiah 66. And it talked about they'll, they're going to be new moons and Sabbath days. After the new heaven and new earth created, remember what Paul told you in Colossians 2, that let no man judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moons or the Sabbath days. Why, Paul? For they are a shadow of things to come. They're coming back, like I've been telling you. Heavenly Father, Thank you for this time we've had to spend around your precious, holy word tonight, Father. I pray that you'd bless the ones in the chat room that's stuck with us tonight, Father, and I pray that you'd bless the downloaders that your spirit dwells in, Lord. I pray that if there be anyone there, out there under the sound of my voice, that does not have a personal relationship and a personal knowledge of you, Father, I pray that you would call them through your spirit, that the Father would call them. And, Father, I pray that you would get them in, get them into the body while the body is still here. Father, I pray that you convict their soul. If there be anybody out there that understands that there, there's not a single good thing in them, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and all their righteousness is his filthy rag. And that invitation remains from the Lord Jesus in chapter 3 of this book. He stands at the door and knocks. 
If any man open the door, I'll come in and sup with him, and he with me. And in the very last verse of this book, we're going to find out that the bride standing beside our Lord, the invitation goes out, and whosoever will, let him come and take of the water of life freely. Borrowing the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. But it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Father, I pray that you bless these words, for they are your book. In the precious holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Yes, amen. Any questions in the chat room? I don't see any. Okay. All right. Brother Dave, tomorrow night, Brother Chad's going to be back with us. And okay. we're, I, we'll, I'm not sure what we're going to do. If we're going to go back and pick up and, uh, and, re- and really get into Chapter 7 of Isaiah. Or, um, okay. Well, I'll just, I'll just it, it'll be to be announced. We'll just wait and see the way the Spirit leads, okay? But okay. Lord willing, health permitting, folks, we'll see you back tomorrow night at the same time. And I do appreciate you being there. And I praise the Lord and bless and watch over each and every one of you until we meet again in this fellowship. Brother Dave? Um, you know, you asked about question. I just have a bit of a question here, Revelations nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. And it says that, um, And with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Now, I was wondering, what do you think? This here mark, you know, it could be a chip, it could be something. No, I, but, there's no way. I don't I don't believe it's got squat to do with a chip myself. Okay, okay. Um, whatever it is, do you think that that mark has something to do with allowing the miracles to be seen by them or to be impressed upon them more than anyone like for example if you don't have the mark you 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 don't see the miracle or it's not deceiving you i understand what you're saying that's good Mm -hmm. that's a good point let me tell you folks something that i didn't tell you i held back from giving you this opinion this is an opinion but there's scriptural there's scripture that would indicate that that there's a possibility would indicate that there's a possibility that somebody that had the mark could get rid of it. And let mm-hmm. me explain to you why. Okay? There is a story in the Word of God told when it talked when it gives the story about Naaman the Syrian and Elisha the prophet. And the mark of the beast all through the Word of God, leprosy is a type of this mark because it's a spot on the skin. And it's incurable. 
Did you hear what I said? It's a mark and it's incurable. Well, Naaman the Syrian went to Elisha because he heard by a little Israelite girl had told him that if he, he had tried everything to get rid. And this was a great man of honor, a great soldier. He tried every tried every remedy in the world to get rid of this leprosy. And this little handmaid, Israelite handmaid, told him, uh, oh, I know how you, you can take care of that. You need to go see Elisha the prophet. And he, he, he took her word for it and he went to see her, went to see Elisha. And Gehazi, Elisha's um, running buddy, went to went and met Naaman. And Elisha wouldn't even come see him. He he just sent he sent the the um, the running buddy to tell Naaman what to do. Naaman said he wanted to be cured, and Naaman had this all this you know this treasure and was going to pay for getting cured. And Gehazi told him just go get baptized in the river Jordan seven times. And then he left. Well, see, Naaman thought, he, he got mad, ticked off. Well, if, you know, he, he was expecting, well, if you'll go, that Elisha, number one, would come to meet him since he was such a great man. And he felt disrespected because he just kept on doing what he was doing and sent his second in command to tell him what to do. And then how ludicrous to think that dipping down in the water seven times was going to cure something was incurable. His pride got in the way. He got more, he got ready to fight. He was fighting mad. And his men said, hey, it ain't going to hurt nothing to check it out. Try it, you know. And he got baptized. Seven times, dipped himself seven times in the river Jordan, and his flesh became like that of a newborn. Now, I'm just saying, if typology is as strong as Bible scholars have said it is down through the ages, that's a unique type. And this mark is a unique mark. And it's you're and it and it's um bad business. I'm just wondering. I'm just throwing that out there, folks, just for you to think about. Because Peter says in Acts chapter two, verse thirty-eight, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sins, and you receive shall receive the gift. Of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. The yes. baptismal regeneration, folks, baptism had a part to play in Acts chapter 2. It didn't in Acts chapter 10, but it did in Acts chapter 2. I'm just saying, might be something to that because what goes around is going to come back around, folks. I'm just saying. Anyway, that's it, Brother Dave. Boy, okay. Yeah. Contact information for Don Spears Ministry. The telephone number is 334-397-2333. Pastor Don's email is respecttothelord at yahoo.com. 
And you can go to PayPal and enter Pastor Don's email address to make donations. And again, that PayPal account number and email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. Pastor Don's mailing address is 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good job, Brother Dave. And Brother Chad, obviously, you're listening. I know. We'll see you tomorrow night. And, folks, I haven't had any sleep. I'm delirious practically right now. I had not had much sleep at all. I'm fixing to not go to bed. In case anybody wanted to call, wait till tomorrow, please. I'd appreciate it very much because I'm going to bed immediately. Love all you guys. And, Lord willing and health permitting, we'll see you tomorrow night. Brother Dave, get an opportunity a little after 12. Give me a call tomorrow, brother, okay? Certainly. Oh, yeah, amen. Love you guys. Talk to you and see you tomorrow night. Good night. Good night. Guys. Good night. Not brother Kevin.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.